The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. seen a lot of well first off i want to let you know that dr dina hinshaw will provide her daily update regarding the covid 19 situation in alberta just after 3 30 usually starts about 3 35 3 40 ish again you will hear it live right here on 6 30 chad we'll get to more of the daily news on that out of ottawa coming up but right now i've seen a lot of you talking about our next story online it's the videos that the pentagon has declassified three videos of what it calls unidentified aerial phenomena it shows they show strange objects racing across the sky now the videos had been shared unofficially online for a couple of years now but yesterday the pentagon decided to officially release them the videos are in black and white recorded by navy pilots flying f-18 super hornets one in november of 2004 and two in january of 2015 15. Listen to the reaction of the pilots when they saw what they saw. It is believed one of the videos was filmed over the Pacific, the other two on the East Coast. One of the videos, um, yeah, well, that was according to reports. Now, Nick Pope ran the British government's UFO project, secretly investigating them in 1990s. He's called the real Fox Mulder and now is a speaker, an author, and a filmmaker. He joins us once again. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be back on. All right, so these videos have been circulating for a couple of years now. What do you make of the decision by the Pentagon to declassify them and officially release them now? Well, I welcome that decision, but frankly, it's extraordinary. I thought uh, traditional government policy on this, and I've played this game myself, is to (laughs) deny, to debunk, and hope the whole thing goes away. But here, it's almost as if the U.S. government itself, every time this story looks as if it's dying down, they bring it back into the public eye, and that, that has to pose the question, why? Why now? Why now? Could it be because uh, the the new cycle is so filled with everything else that they're hoping that it might just be buried a little bit? Well, originally I thought that, and there's an old saying in the United Kingdom that after some particularly big story, it's a good day to bury bad news. But then I thought about it again, and I thought, well, you know, if that was their thinking, it's backfired hugely, because actually the media have leapt on this, because everyone is desperate for stories that aren't coronavirus for a change. Yeah, you're right, Nick, and I guess it uh, depends on on how you uh, define bad news because some people are absolutely, you know, fascinated by this sort of news and these sorts of videos and these sorts of stories. So bad news, you know, for some, it might be good news for others. It's just, it's a little bit of perspective, isn't it? It is. I think it's great news for the UFO community who for years were 
told, frankly, they were crackpots. And now <laughs> the government and the military are posting this sort of thing on their own website and saying, look, our pilots are chasing these things, our radar operators are tracking them. It's real, whatever it is, but it's real. So the UFO community have been vindicated, but I'm not sure government thinks this is a good thing because the, the real mm. message here arguably is we've lost control of our own skies. Mm, yeah, the question is, too, you know, what is it that, uh, you know, was recorded? You speculated on on Twitter with a few suggestions, and I'd like to go through them with you if that's okay. You, su- you suggested, number one, misidentification. Um, is that possible with that kind of equipment in, um, in, those, in those jet fighters that they're flying? Well, most UFOs do turn out to be misidentifications, aircraft, lights, weather balloons. But when you've got a combination of multiple pilots, multiple radar operators, and the Ford looking infrared camera footage that we've, mm-hmm. we've all seen, I think when you've got all those things together, it's unlikely. Unlikely. Number two, you suggested a deception intelligence operation. What would that be? Well, this could be two things. Either... Um, Information warfare and and affecting public opinion is going to be a huge part of any future war. So Mm. the UFO community is a kind of closed, controlled group. Maybe it's a sandbox to see how ideas and memes can be spread. So it could be some sort of psychological test, or it could be a deception operation, perhaps to make the Russians or the Chinese think that we've got something that maybe we don't even possess. Is that what a U.S. black project test would be? Or tech Something would be? Something like that. Well, well, that really plays into my third uh, option for what we're looking at here, which is that we, we hear a lot recently about things like uh, hypersonic drones. And at any given time, there are pieces of military hardware being developed that we won't hear about and see in public for years. So one of the other options is that we could be dealing with our own uh, secret military technology being Mm. tested against our own people without telling them to see how they react. Interesting, interesting. And then it could be tech from another country, couldn't it? Yeah, realistically, I think that, uh, obviously, I would say this, but uh, Britain's got a great (laughs) aerospace industry, Britain, France, but more likely if this is somebody conducting reconnaissance against the United States Navy and and the fleet, then uh, inevitably the question has to be asked, could this be Russia or China? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we get over to the extraterrestrial side of it all, and, and then you, you just can't answer that either, can you? No. <laughs> Lots of speculation. Even, well, even the Pentagon, really, by, by saying yeah. these things remain unidentified, they haven't taken that off the table. And, yeah, it absolutely has to go into the pot as a possibility. Now, can you tell us about the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program? What is that, and how many countries have have programs like this one? I think that was in place. I don't think it's in place anymore. Would we expect that major countries around the world would have a program like this? Most countries would have a program. ATIP stands, yeah, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Publicly, it was looking at next-generation aviation threats to the United States. Privately, there's very solid evidence that it was looking at the UFO issue. And, and indeed, I'm reliably told 
from the DOD themselves that there'll be a further statement on, on that, probably this week, clarifying further the role of their ATIP program. But yeah, most countries will look at this. How can they not? When their pilots are seeing things, whether it's commercial aircraft seeing them, whether it's military aircraft encountering them, radar operators tracking them, self-evidently some, somewhere in government or the Air Force or, or the Space Center, if a country has a space program, somebody will be looking at all this. They just call it different things. We've heard, for example, UFOs. Um, this statement from the Pentagon yesterday talked about unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a term we popularized in the Ministry of Defense in the UK in the 90s. Mm, interesting, very interesting. Now, on Twitter, you talked about um, ATIP and the Drake equation. What is that, and what more are you expected to hear, or what are you expecting to hear? Well, the department, uh, pardon me, the Defense Intelligence Agency wrote to the United States Congress shortly after details of this program emerged. And they, they said, first of all, they gave this line, oh, it's about next generation aviation threats. But then they attached this list of technical studies that they produced under the program. And it was all things like anti-gravity, invisibility, wormholes, warp drive, real science fiction stuff. And in there, there was a paper on the Drake equation. Now, the Drake equation is a, a theoretical construct. The only purpose of it is to estimate the number of communicable civilizations in the galaxy. So if this was really about next generation Russian and Chinese aircraft, why would you be looking at that? So I, I asked them about that, and, and they, they said, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. And that's the statement we should, should be getting ah. this week, later. Um, so one of the things that they didn't uh, provide is, uh, you know, details about the shape and, and uh, what they think that it uh, might have looked like. What do you think that says uh, about what these might be and, and maybe what we can expect later on with more information being released? Well, we know here in the U.S. that the president has been briefed about these videos. We also know that some various senators on certainly the Armed Services Committee and the Intelligence Committee have also been briefed. And we know that there are videos doing the rounds. I mean, obviously, these are not the only sightings. This, these three sightings are just the tip of the iceberg, the videos yeah. we've seen. Um, we know that they have much more data on this, speed, um, all sorts of other technical things. And we have learned, for example, that there are videos unlike these, videos classified secret, briefing slides, presumably the ones used to brief the president, that are classified top secret. So there is a lot more information about this out there, but it's buried deep in the military intelligence system. Excuse me, in your work over the years, how often did you hear from pilots about experiences like this? All the time, all the time, both commercial airline pilots and military pilots, but they were very reluctant to make official reports, even to us within government Mm -hmm. doing this, because they feared, rightly or wrongly, they feared that whether it was a commercial 
airline or, or whether it was the Air Force them itself. They feared that the career consequences wouldn't be, wouldn't be exactly um, positive. So a lot of people would come to us and say, look, I've had a sighting, but I don't want to go on the record. That's yeah. changing, I'm glad to say, um, but it's, uh, it's still a big problem. But pilots are seeing these things all the time, absolutely. And so by releasing these videos, it has to be good news for the pilots who said, hey, I saw this. Look at this video that I have uh, from from my equipment recording. Because as you mentioned, they've probably been questioned and questioned again or talked themselves into maybe believing that they didn't see anything. So it's got to be good for them. Absolutely. And I want to, I want, and whenever I fly, I want pilots who are keeping such a good lookout that they'll, they'll spot these things if they're out there. But yes, it's, it's certainly the release of these videos and the official statement yesterday, I think, goes further to destigmatize this. We also know that late last, last year, the United States Navy issued instructions to its people telling them what to do if they encounter uh, these UAPs, whatever you call them, but they then refused to make public what the guidance said. That's still classified. Interesting. Okay, Nick, so what do we make from all of this? How do we move forward in in trying to figure out what these are? What do you think, um, who's working on that to try to figure it out? Well, I, I mentioned a couple of Senate committees that are looking at this within U.S. Congress, but I think um, anyone should be having a look at it, whether it's it's Air Force and military intelligence in in Canada, in the United States, the United Kingdom, wherever it is. I mean, these sightings are a global phenomenon, so one assumes that everyone is is looking at it and maybe there should be some sort of pooling of information on this through a body such as the united nations but all the time you're dealing with these highly classified um pieces of data it's very difficult to do that no one wants to share uh, it's fascinating stuff, Nick. Uh, what a what a world and job that you have had and, and lived in over the past number of years. And I thank you once again for sharing your insight into this one. We'll be watching it closely as well. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, that's Nick Pope, who ran the British government's uh, UFO uh, project back in the 90s. Uh, he is nicknamed the real Fox Mulder. And again, the Pentagon... Uh, declassifying three videos of what it's calling unidentified aerial phenomena. You know, did they do it right now to distract from other things going on, as some of you are are suggesting, or did they do it because these videos have been making the rounds now for a couple of years? What do you think about it? Did you see the video? I'll tell you a little bit more uh, when we come back. But uh, as we go to break, here is more audio from one of the snippets of video that was that was recorded by a, by a pilot in an F-18 Super Hornet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. Oh, 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 oh,